Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of Safeguarding News. I'm Vicky Chafe, I'm Head of Community and Partnership Relations at the Safeguarding Company. Hello, I'm Luke Gramson, I'm Deputy Head at St Benedict's School and I'm Chair of the Safeguarding um, Advisory Panel for the Safeguarding Company. And today's highlight is going to be Luke talking about the new report that's been published called Evidence on Pornography. So just a bit of a trigger warning here uh, for anybody who's listening. We are going to go into some detail around this and it's not easy listening, but it's something that's really important that we we all have to to do and deal with as safeguarding leads. So, Luke, over to you. Quite right, Vicky. And I saw this in the news yesterday and I thought it's exactly the kind of thing that I really want to um, focus on in this podcast is to make sure that busy DSLs, busy pastoral leads who don't always have time to read the paper cover to cover, make sure they see these sorts of really important reports. And this is, in fact, a pair of reports I'm going to talk about. So the Children's Commissioner wrote uh, one report in January um, about um, children and the impact of pornography and she's followed up with one which has been published just yesterday and they are really difficult reading they really are but but some of the things that are in there are absolutely invaluable for understanding how we can support and protect our young people so I'll just give you some of the key um, points that it raises but I would strongly urge um, people to go and look at these reports themselves and reflect on particularly at this time of year when we're looking at doing our policies, looking at our planning for next year, how that's going to impact what you do. So we start uh, in January, um, the Children's Commissioner published a report called A Lot of It Is Actually Just Abuse, um, talking about young people and pornography, um, surveying a thousand young people. And it starts off with just some really, you know, not not good facts and really worrying facts. And it has a very useful information sheet which is the kind of thing they might actually, you know, pushing out to parents, uh, pushing mm-hmm. out to members of staff on this might be a very useful thing to do. But just to start off, it said that 50% of young people um, under the age of 13 said they had sought out pornography, 38% that said they had stumbled upon it. And the average age of children seeing pornography online is 13 years old. So I think that will be a lot lower than many teachers and certainly a lot of parents would think. Um, 43% of 16 to 21 year olds said they agreed with the statement, young people mainly view online pornography due to peer pressure or to fit in. So a lot of these people don't even, not thinking they're enjoying it, they just want to sort of fit in. So that peer pressure element is a worrying fact. And 51% of Age 16 to 21 said they've been sent or shown an explicit uh, some explicit content involving someone they knew in real life. So this is sexting and the prevalence yeah. of those sorts of things. Uh, and so uh, this is a really big worry, and, and it raised these these big worries. Um, and as well as the the data, there's lots of really interesting talking heads in there. The actual views of young people. One that really struck me was you know a boy aged 18 saying. Many heterosexual men grow up to have certain expectations of how to treat women when having sex and in general. A lot of that is actually just abuse. And that became the title of the report, saying that actually sex is becoming so sort of linked with pornography and extreme online pornography that that sexualized behavior between consenting young people in relationships is actually abusive in itself because they're copying what they see online. So that was in itself a really sort of stark um, call to, to show what's going wrong. And the, the report published yesterday is even more striking. 
in what it says um, to us as uh, pastoral leaders and safeguarding leads in schools. Because um, the, Safe the Children's Commissioner took that on and has done a survey covering far more broadly than a thousand young people. She's looked at surveys of young people across the country and also in other countries. And the thing that really struck me, and I think um, it would be worth talking to parents and teachers about, is just the sheer scale of online, online pornography that is available to young people. Yeah. So a couple of statistics for you that um, the online pornography industry is worth $97 billion a year when Netflix is worth $11 billion a year. So a vastly bigger industry. And the thing that really sort of takes your breath away, the four largest online pornography sites apparently received 11 billion visits a month in 2020, which is more than the number of people visiting Amazon, LinkedIn, Netflix, Zoom and eBay combined. So the sheer scale of what is on, on available online for young people is just you know, absolutely terrible. Do you know that's absolutely shocking but I remember reading some some research not so long ago about a very well-known social media site that any child who is online is only three clicks away of seeing either an indecent image or being sent to a pornography site three clicks it's yeah. just it's absolutely jaw-dropping and so that's the thing well it's very particularly for parents i think to, it's very difficult for them to imagine they they're lovely you know, darling innocent children just being constantly accessing pornography but but it just it is clearly happening and at younger and younger ages and the report actually as well something again you could talk to parents and staff about it talks a bit really interesting about how it works why does it hook these young people in and it talks about the marketing model that they very deliberately use and it's just like all of these online sites the more extreme and the more different the images that you're showing or the things that you're showing are, the more people click. And so it's not that people are sitting down and thinking we want to you know, change people's sexual habits, but they're just saying we want more clicks. I know what we're going to add this awful thing. So whether it's you know, something to do with violence or whatever else they're going to add to what they're putting on their site. And so to entirely we seem to be almost sleepwalking just because of the business models of online pornography creators sleepwalking into a world in which all these young people are being more and more sexualized and also leading to more and more you know, abusive sexual practices and this is just happening and it, it is in everybody's phone in every day it is happening with young people so it strikes me the key thing that it, we've got to understand the scale of the problem and not try and hide it away and also think very hard about what we're doing to stop it so the report itself from the Children's Commission, it focuses on saying that their recommendation is to uh, make sure that the current on government online safety bill is passed. And that's focusing on stopping people accessing pornography. Uh, and that's clearly a very good idea. But clearly, as schools, we need to think, now, what, what are we going to do? What are our responses? And I think the key paragraph for me is it talks very sensibly about the importance of RSE. And I know it's something that's been talked about before, but I think in terms of talking to parents and talking to staff about why this is so important, why it should be a central feature of your education at your school, it's saying what a big problem we're facing as schools. And it's quite right to say, I'll just quote from the report, RSE should form a part of a whole school approach to sexual harassment and violence prevention. Um, and it is a vital element of preventing harmful sexual behaviour. And that seems to be exactly right. And it says every school should have a policy for preventing sexual harassment and violence. And I think given its prevalence, 
now going from everyone's invited the Ofsted report on sexual violence in schools everything is pointing pointing in the same direction and so I think schools having a specific policy to address this is important and also to sort of the elephant in the room slightly because I think some people do um, object sometimes to saying, you know, where are these problems coming from? And it is worth saying that in terms of actual you know, offences caused by young children, young people um, getting involved in child sexual assault, 97% of them are men. Yeah. And so, no, absolutely, no, we don't just want to say all men are potential sex offenders. No, it's absolutely true that you don't want to just, you know, be, be you know, unfair to boys. And But it also is also the case that there is one group where this is being the problem. And yeah. so it is important that schools do address it openly, honestly, and actually look to see what they can they can do to deal with this. But just to, to say again, I mean, the links to both these reports will be with the, the podcast, but I would strongly recommend, it's not, not a great fun read, but it is something that any school leader should be reading, making sure it absolutely shows why it's such a central part of what all schools should be teaching. Absolutely. And as you said, the timing's perfect at the moment because everybody will be planning their insets and, and getting ready for the next academic year. And actually implementing a new policy, now is the time to do that. And then yeah. in September, when you have your inset day, you can make it a focus. But you can also look at what training you can put in place for your staff. Because yes. in, in the podcast that we were talking about last week, we were saying about the fact that you know we're expected to teach RSE but we're not giving the right training and actually in some cases yes. we might be doing more damage than good um, so it's really yeah. really important that we back everything up with the training that our staff need so that they can have these challenging conversations that they can have these open conversations and share this this information um, to, to hopefully make a make some kind of a preventative measure there so I think a lot of what's been happening is we're identifying the problem. I think it's yeah. really important that schools very quickly go from saying, right, well, here's not, not the solution. There's clearly not a solution, but mm -hmm. here's how we start to support young people and make things better. And so I think that's the thing, as you say, Vicky, the right time of year to, for all schools to be starting to think about that. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Luke, for, for sharing that with us. And as Luke said, we'll make sure that all of those links are in the the show notes for anybody to access and as always if you've got any questions or anything please jump on the community and, and share those questions with you we'd love to hear what you're thinking of implementing in September has anybody got a really good policy for sexual harassment or anything around that or sexual violence that would be fantastic for to to share until next time I've been Vicky Chase and Luke Ramsden wonderful and we'll see you next time bye bye